live in the dungeon. This is the Dream Warrior Review. I'm Kurt Thomas. I'm Nick Strawn. Anniversary. Anniversary. Yeah. Two year anniversary. Hi, this is Purvis Needlemeyer. I am the official historian and fact checker for the Dream Warrior Review podcast. And I wanted to say that um, this is a really big deal. Um, it is actually the anniversary of the show. Today is the 7th of September. Two years ago, Kurt and Mick released their first ever podcast episode called It. So I thought this is appropriate for us to put this out there again as a special bonus episode. You're welcome, by the way. It was all my idea. Please, please give these guys some love and make sure you follow them and... You know, make sure, follow them on every possible way you can because they need to know that you're listening. And send them some emails and, and comments sometimes because Mick is horrible at telling Kurt about things. Um, as a you know, official historian and fact checker, um, Purvis Needlemeyer, that is me, I will appreciate you listening to me and enjoy this episode. And don't forget to check out episode 220, It Chapter 2, after you listen to this one. Hello and welcome. You are listening to The Dream Warrior Review, Episode 2. I'm Nick Strawn. And I'm Kurt Thomas. We are going to review it. Well, it scares me when you do that. Yeah, well, yes. (laughs) (laughs) As well it should. (laughs) It is about a group of kids who refer to themselves as the losers. Not the losers. Yeah. 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 It's really sad. Because they're they're being bullied, so they... they, (laughs) They, they they form this bond because they're a bunch of kids that are being picked on by bullies. Yes. And then in the meantime, there's kids disappearing because this entity or this spirit, I don't know how to really put it, this monster is after them. We don't know what's after them. Could be right. a disease. We don't know what's after them at this point, yeah, but it, kids are disappearing. It, it could be a re-education program. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Free college. <laughs> So kids are bis- disappearing. Yes. Um, one thing I have to mention is it's a Stephen King book. For those who don't know and haven't really been paying attention. Did you last, really have to bring that up? Stephen years. King, yeah. yeah. And that's, well, yeah. So yeah. it's it's based on a book by Stephen King. What I, isn't? In 1990, they actually did the version of this that was on TV. It was yeah. a series. Uh, Tim Curry, yeah. And mm. Tim Curry was actually awesome because he, like, he was very woman-like and funny, I think, in the movie. So here's a question for you. What was this voice like? It was kind of like the Joker. It reminded me of the the, the more modern Joker. TV vo- Oh, j- not not TV. No, like right. Heath Ledger. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. Okay. So okay. kind of. Uh, okay. I'll go with that. Tim Curry was a little bit more, you know, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh yeah, was, of course. Yeah. You know, it was more theatrical. Yeah, right. Exactly. This one was a little bit. <laughs> and also, they didn't show any of the. They didn't show anybody dying in the first one. They didn't show any any blood. Se- they didn't show anything. It was very clean spoiler they didn't show any blood in this one either <laughs> none none i couldn't believe it how did they get away with that still worked yeah it still worked i said i was terrified <laughs> it was like a haunted house right it was nightmare on elm street three is what it was 
there was a huge homage all the way along. I mean, I must say that I did appreciate that I had an homage to me. One of my favorite sets that I did built actually did show up again in this one. So, yeah. I was actually a little concerned that you were going to storm out of the movie at one point because I was like... <laughs> This looks like it's because I'm I'm like that, you know. It's like it's like, oh my God, he ripped me off that bastard! Why am I thinking of Nightmare on Elm Street three right now? Oh, because it looks like oh, that. because it looks exactly <laughs> like that. That's right, <laughs> and the story's going that way. <laughs> and even the tunnels look like uh, yeah, and we're in tunnels yeah. that are hallways. And they're or, running or, through a house. Yeah, Ooh. and they were running. <laughs> did we need the house and the tunnels? Is the question? No, no, I didn't think so. I, you know, I really thought to myself I, that the house didn't need to be there it was just well that's interesting you say ancillary. that because in the 1990 version the clean version i should say the, the, the less scary <laughs> right, version less scary version yeah. well actually the reason why i say that is because it's the tone was just very like light i guess in the first, other one. Oh, this was one it? was a little bit more dark which matched the it, book i think it was dark yes and there were you know uh, uh it was incredibly dark there was a lot of blood used here so you mentioned the house, though. I, I want to go back to that real quick. Okay. Because they were they should have just been in the sewer the whole time. They were already playing by the river. Why didn't they go into the sewer? Well, you see, what, the, you know? and the thing that kind of bothered me is that the house was the overdone, overdone. haunted house. Yeah. Way overdone. Yep. I mean, the outside of it, you, you, were, you were actually, you know expecting scooby-dooey to come out you know it's zoinks. like oh get zoinks <laughs> right <laughs> exactly you're expecting to see a dog in the front yard trying to run five different ways only stuck together by his tail yeah right yeah so i thought that that was overdone i thought that a lot of the rest of the uh we were make, trying to make the 80s look like the 60s Right. And um, well, that's because it was originally in the 60s. Well, yeah. They just updated poss- it. Possibly. So it was an homage to the 60s. You don't homage a decade. Well, they showed you just this, don't do the, that. They showed a certain object that has wheels on it. I won't, I won't spoil it for anybody, but it was in the <laughs> book and it was also in the 1990 version. Oh, was it? Yeah. And, and it wasn't in the. Um... Super. Oh, jeez. So anyway. And why was, why was that there three times? I think people. They just just for the to, sake of. Well, it's just like but, the the little homage to uh, you know. Well, wh- more than one homage. When we to. saw it the third time, I expected it to burst into flames. <laughs> I didn't know what the hell was going well, on. Well, you saw Nightmare on Elm Street everywhere, so well, yeah, that's true. yeah, lots of things were bursting into flames. But let's go back to this. Let's go back to just encapsulating the feel that this film got. I I I definitely had this Stranger Things vibe going on. Stand by me, right. Nightmare on. Combined, you know, smashed together with Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and very little humor. It basically had everything we'd seen before. Right, exactly. The haunted house, you know, we've seen like everything that... Yeah, they, they, they threw it all in. So there weren't a lot yeah. of surprises, but yeah. the tone was awesome, I thought, because it, it kept... The, it was a very dark tone. The, the tone was dark in the very beginning, the, the way that we were being hit, you know, every five minutes, boom, 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 we were hit with a scare. It was kind of building up to a bigger story right in the end and and in that way it kind of reminded me of the nightmare on elm streets just because we have this big problem to solve i'm not going to say what the problem was but we have this big problem right and it's going to be in this huge 
culminating place, you know. So what you were, I, I, I just was asking myself, you know, what is the place that we're going to see this all come together? You know, where is Freddy's hell? Right. Well, I was waiting for Freddy to pop out a couple yeah, times. Yeah, exactly. You know what? And he did actually. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there there was a Freddy alert in here and we did see a Nightmare on Elm Street on the theater. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so anybody listening we, who could figure that out. Yeah. You went surprised. Yeah, get back to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bring it, baby. <laughs> I watched the original the other one from 1990 right. like 2 days before we watched this one, see, which I'm, probably I'm was a, a vir- bad idea. I'm I'm an it virgin. <laughs> But I was disappointed that the tone was flat, but also that there wasn't a lot of character development. This one had a lot of good dialogue with the kids. I thought that that was oh yeah, it was not really natural. Yeah, yeah, no, it was it was standby. Yeah, we we were talking. It was like standby. We were me. talking. It was standby. Me. It was it was very natural. Yeah, which was uh, based on a Stephen King book, by the way, called The Body. See, you don't have to throw that at me. Just, There's I'm no reason that. I need to know that. It was actually a story. See, that, it wasn't really a book, but. Yeah, you know, you know the difference between you and me, right? You, <laughs> well, see, you, I'm the one you that wanna, like you want to know what's happening you want to know the whole history right. of the clown right well, if i'm gonna watch yeah. nightmare on elm street three i've got to watch one and two to like oh it. you see you're like my wife has to see everything in sequence you know right. i it's not a problem to me you know i could i could put it together later and go oh well <laughs> see now i understand that there you go <laughs> and it doesn't bother me at all you know i i guess i can go either way really because some things are out of sequence well maybe it's because i i joined the Nightmare on Elm Street series, I started working on the third, the fourth, and the fifth. So and we can thank like, you for saving the series, I think. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> no, really. That's well, my, I, th- I think that's so my personal. opinion. <laughs> Personally, that's what I think, but you know, who, who am I? <laughs> well, after watching two, I was like, oh my gosh, it took a turn in the right direction. Oh, well, we were thinking that too. I, I have to tell you, my... when we were starting, to, you, you know, the... <laughs> I was praising my TV when I was watching it. Like I was rewatching it. So. <laughs> The uh, uh, w- when we actually did uh, Nightmare on Elm Street three, it, th- this was before you got into doing series of horror films that went on and on and on and on. I think I think at the most anybody had done two in a row, yeah. and we were at two in a row, and all of a sudden they were asking us to do a third. And the thing is, is Nightmare on Elm Street had had the typical drop off. You know, the first one gets you know really is very popular, and the second one is you know not quite popular at all so we had a chip on our shoulder we had to make it better so there should have been a team wolf three yeah <laughs> see what i'm saying see <laughs> see but but the thing is is if you got a group together to do team team wolf three they would you would have to say look you know this has to be better than team wolf two or else so people yeah. ask me you know what was my motivation in nightmare on elm street four and that was well and do bigger yeah. and better than nightmare on elm street three <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Sorry. Of course, I think five might have gotten too, like they tried too hard to get out there. You know, I quit. I quit on five because the director kept looking at me and going, "Well, that's the way we used to do things." <laughs> oh, and I that's mean, awesome. Yeah. Well, that's it, where it, you it, say uh, that because in this one, I feel like they were using a lot of old tricks. Yeah. Yeah. Like well, blood, for well, example. Yeah. Did you notice that there was a there was a strong practicality to all to all the effects? You know. Right. Uh, I, I, I love that, that we're playing with gravity. We're playing with blood a lot. Yep. You know, blood is running up. Yep. Blood is running sideways. It reminded me of some series that I've seen before. What was that? Where I saw a lot of 
blood dripping up. It was one of those. Oh, oh Nightmare. Oh, on Nightmare Elm Street. Yes. That's okay. right. You know, yeah. I see a theme running through all this. <laughs> right. You know, uh, yeah. You know, it was blood, blood, blood was doing everything. It was messing with gravity. It was going out to the stores, picking up some milk. See, <laughs> bet you didn't think I could bring that one back around, did you? Wow. <laughs> It just blew my mind. So we had the worst discussion ever on on the way back from the theater. We're we're discussing why is movie blood clear? Right. There was a certain scene where there was blood, and I was looking at it, going, "That looks doesn't look quite real." But I think I see why they did it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did I explain it well? You know, yes. Like because otherwise, it's a little bit too graphic. It's a little bit too uh, graphic. Not graphic as in horrible. Graphic as in graphic novel. It just looks flat and so if you make it clear it has dimension to it and it actually it's probably shinier too right so yeah shinier too it feels a little bit more horrible and stuff i mean actual blood you know looks like actual blood but it doesn't pick up that well on a camera so unless it's alien blood well hello (laughs) which is like green or blue or whatever color they want to make it exactly yeah right Actually, I had some awesome notes that I wrote. Uh, did you? Did you write? Notes? So, what did you think of Bill? I don't know how to pronounce his name. Skarsgård or Skarsgård is probably how they pronounce it in the Bill Skarsgård. He was the guy that played the it. It. I I thought he did pretty. I was you know I was put off by his voice at the beginning, and I and I still by the time I was done, I I I kept thinking to myself that he was huffing on helium around the corner or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, that you know I, I, that well he is a clown i mean well chris i mean yeah tim, well you tim know, burton had even a more affect on his voice i don't really hit. yeah yeah well you know that not tim burton i think i just say tim burton tim burton tim <laughs> tim curry oh, did you mean tim curry tim curry oh, had quite an affect oh. on his voice a little bit more sounds like an ethnic <laughs> meal okay <laughs> yeah, if tim burton played it that'd be really yeah, interesting yeah that'd be wow Actually, that might work. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. <laughs> we we both, you, you have to understand that we're both looking at each other. And we both looked at each other and said, it might have worked. <laughs> oh, okay. So I have one problem with the movie that, that okay. drove me crazy a little bit. Well, you mean, uh, 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 other than the one with the <laughs> clown in the forest with the rubber arm? Right. Well, okay. We'll see. That might have been a spoiler alert. What if somebody really appreciated that, that, that moment and you just ruined it? Well... <laughs> Here, so, let, yeah. let me wave at them. There is a funny wa- waving scene, which is a little bit <laughs> Yeah, ridiculous. that's just, that was. You, you, there's always that one, you know that. Which I think yeah, you know, I they might have been paying. Work. You know, they might have been saying, "Oh, here's another tip off to some old movie we that's like." Possible, like, yeah. Like Monty Python or something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My problem. Yes. I, I don't. I wish I would have remembered the book better, but I, I so I read that a long time ago when I was way too young to read it. Uh, but that's, I saw so I was so excited when the miniseries came out in 1990 so I watched that when it came out and I rewatched it two nights ago to kind of refresh my memory and since I like to kind of watch things before the next one comes out like right. I said before yeah it's, it's, <laughs> so I know it's, it's weird real. but you don't understand yeah, it but I don't it's just my weird brain yeah whatever yeah. and I like to waste my uh-huh. time like watching movies that's all I do well yeah <laughs> so, in that you're like everybody <laughs> there's a character in this one where He's like not really there for like the whole movie. It's like it seems like a, a, more than half of the way in, he kind of becomes part of the group, and he's the African American kid, right? Yeah, and so and we brought, bring in the whole. So I'm thinking in a Trump society, 
why did they push the black man out? Because in the 1990 version, he was in there from the very beginning. Right. And he was always the one that was into history and did the history of the, which will come up in the movie. He was learning about the history of the town. And and, and this is this is the trouble with trying to make a story, uh, trying to film a very complicated book. Uh, you can't go as many different ways. You you have a very limited amount of time to tell that story, and and the problem is is it, it they tend to leave little tendrils in that you start cutting off, you know, and you can't get rid of, you know, absolutely all of it. So you rearrange it the best you can, and then you film it. Right, and then of course my solution in my head was like, well, if they're gonna cut them out for the first half of the part of the movie, they could just cut them out of the whole movie, but then. Obviously, being the only African American kid, yeah, that could I, be troublesome. Yeah, you know what? I, yeah, um, so I'm that green. was just my thought on that. Yeah, one. That was, so, but yeah. I do love the character development, and I think we've already talked about how the dialogue was great. The dialogue was great. The action was amazing. Uh, the practical effects were amazing. The practical effects, uh, I think that they actually had that mindset where they were using practical effects before they were using any other effects. So when you say practical effects for people that don't know, or what does that mean? Uh, practical effects that aren't done in CGI. Right. That there was CGI there to assist the actual effects themselves. Right. And I think that, that this gives it a more visceral tone, uh, a, a feel that something was actually happening. Well, I, yeah, I think I've mentioned that to you before. Like, uh, I think we were watching... I don't know, Annabelle probably, or one of those other movies. Right, but yeah. I was mentioning that I like, oh, it was Dark Tower, because there were a couple scenes that were not CGI that oh, I thought right, were a lot yeah. more powerful because oh, they weren't it, CGI. It, exactly. And, and Dark Tower is a perfect example of one that was so heavy on CGI that when some things were happening, you, you had a really hard time caring because you right. actually wanted to see something happen. Well, there was a problem. I had a problem with that one, too. I have a problem with everything. Well, yeah. But no, yeah. Dark Tower should have been three separate movies. That should have been part one that we saw. You, 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 yeah. Which, by the way. It, Let me guess. You, you read the book, right? Yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, I used to be a Stephen King buff. Oh, yeah. Well, you know. That's not until I saw him try to act. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I do need to mention that this is only part one of It. Oh, that's right. For those yeah. who don't know, there is a part two. It's when they're adults. And I yeah. think there's going to be another movie. I just I didn't do that now, research. But you know, I, I have an honest question here. Yeah. So are we going to just wait 27 years? <laughs> I, <laughs> well, come you know, on. By then, the effects would be pretty amazing. I would yeah, I would, I would certainly <laughs> hope. <laughs> In fact, we don't even have to go to the theater. Probably we just yeah, log into our, our brains somewhere. Yeah, I was gonna say you don't. There'd be no theaters, you know. Yeah, that's the other thing about the miniseries. It was like part one one night, and then it was part two, like the next week, I think. But so it was like you had to wait for it. So did they just uh, age the kids? They actually, well, they <laughs> yeah, they they put makeup on them. And to, they, to, to, and they, they aged a, them by twenty seven years. They taught them well, how to walk with a cane. The question is, is which way do you go? Do you age the kids by twenty seven years, or do you actually have the adults? You make them younger. Well, they actually did the right thing, and they got different actors to play the older. No, yeah, different actors. Yeah. Really? They actually did a really good job casting them. I, I, in my opinion, we're, of course, we're not talking about that one, but yeah, okay. I mean, John Ritter was mm. in that one. We can't go wrong with John Ritter. Well. Yeah, exactly. Unless, of course, you are John Ritter. <laughs> right. 
that didn't work out. Well, he had some pretty amazing movies, like Invisible. What was that one where he's a superhero? Uh, Hero at Large. I oh, <laughs> yes. My gosh, yes. Oh, high quality. <laughs> right. Right up there with Ghost Dad. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Let's sum the sucker up. Both loved the film. Yes. Uh, had a feeling that the, the movement, as you move into it, in the very beginning is like scare, 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 scare. And then we get together and we tell a hell of a story. And that's the way I like my movies. And actually I have to say that the scare, scare, scare was a little bit drawn out a little bit more because you had kind of this tone that kind of made you a little uncomfortable the whole movie. I thought, yeah, well, uh, you know, there, there was a, a lot of tension in the air built up that the acting was uh, incredible all the way through. Uh, the film looked great other than the haunted house, which I thought was a little bit, yeah. um, a little bit too much. Um, it was like the other character that shouldn't have been there. It was the haunted house. That and and the fact there. that they did copy me, Right. You know, for the scene where we had the big final, um, what can I say? Uh, thumbs up all the way around. Andy Marchietti. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Yeah. Andy. Yeah. Marchietti. I think I said that right. The directing was great. What about the photography? DP. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely flawless. He got a very, he, he uh, got together a very stylish look that moved into the horror look seamlessly. We didn't have like, uh, you know, the daylight scenes weren't so bright that they would blow you away and stuff. And I, I really appreciated the cohesive look of everything. Right. It's very good. And for a Stephen King movie, I got to say it's one of my top threes. I would go there. In fact, I might even, uh, maybe it's not one of the top twos. I don't know. I, I thought it was really good. I was surprised. Actually. I just don't know everything that's a Stephen King movie. I went in but, having uh, my doubts because I heard Stephen King say, I wasn't ready for how great it was. But I was like, well, he liked uh, Christine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lot of the other maximum yeah, overdrive. Yeah, maximum uh, overdrive. So, yeah, all so the, yeah. yeah. So I went in having doubts, and then I was pleasantly surprised. But uh, I'm going to say the same. And and by the time, by the way, I was going to say, uh, you think that he's done some bad things. Um, there was a movie in the '70s where a bed eight people so i'm gonna leave it at that, <laughs> that sounds awesome i give it uh four and a half fingers up four and a half fingers <laughs> up <laughs> i'm going five i liked it better <laughs> four and a half freddy fingers that is <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't know no i don't know. we really have a rating system but yeah I, overall i think it's so i think it's our, worth seeing for everybody even well even people who aren't into horror movie i think might, might appreciate <laughs> yeah, it yeah actually that's that's one thing for sure i i i think that uh this should have a very broad a broad appeal if you like stand by me this is a Stand By Me with quite a twist, I would say. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Again, I'm Kurt Thomas along with Mick Strawn. Thank you for joining us on Dream Warrior Review. We welcome your feedback, and if you have any questions or burning desires or just ideas for our show, we welcome email at dreamwarriorreview at gmail.com. Our music was by Blood God, and please do join us next time on Dream Warrior Review.